Hey, peace. What up? Uh, this is Mega. Right, now, before we get into the official episode, I wanted to give you guys a little bit of information about the recording. Uh, I got a new laptop, which is great because there were no dropouts. If you're a frequent listener, you have heard slight cuts, which I usually try to repair in the editing process. But basically, as I record, my audio driver cuts out of the recording process, and it's a whole pain in the ass that I've been dealing with for several months, like over a year now. But yeah, new laptops in hand. Everything's great. However, in the midst of trying to change the language settings, uh, I accidentally, I don't even know, like did a system restore or something like this, and it deleted all the stems and files from the official recording of episode 135. And the, the good news is that I had already rendered and saved an MP3 version of the recording to my phone. And um, so I'm using that. It basically just means that I won't really have any uh, the cuts. There might be little things where maybe I would like to drop audio out uh, and just have music playing or something like that. And I wouldn't I don't have the opportunity to do that this time. So it's kind of raw and cut. But it is a full episode with Deza, Rowe, and Jet XL. All their information is about, and here comes the official recording. Scorpion right on the back, though. <laughs> but yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and go into it, man. Um, hi, welcome back to the Mega Late Show. I'm Mega. This is episode number 135, and the Mega Late Show is a Tokyo-based hip hop, art, and culture podcast. We are a podcast. I want to give a rest in peace real quick to Debo. Rest Tiny in peace. Oh, yeah, rest in man. That kind of crazy. I mean, oh, it's man. not like he was really like in the forefront of my consciousness on people that I was thinking mm-hmm. about often. But yeah, man, that was a, that was a little bit disappointing to hear about. For real. Was it the Corona? Nah, just something else. Okay. I have no clue. I just saw, like saw it suddenly on 62, on man. I'm like, what? Right? Yeah, that's quite young. That's my dad's age. Yeah. Holy shit. Quite man. young. My stepdad is younger than that, actually. So. Nah, rest in peace, Debo. Yeah, rest in peace, Debo. And um, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to the person whose beats I keep on using for these episodes. You guys will recognize Soul Dope 95, my guy from the Inland Empire. Go back and check out my interview with him or conversation, I should say, with him. Man, he's got a new project out called Writer's Block. He is so prolific in dropping the beats. Follows, follows his Instagram. His his audiograms, I think they're just the dopest. Like, And he's so consistent with it. Like Every day, new audiograms. And let me go That's ahead and dope. play like a, one of my new favorite joints off of Writer's Block. And he's out here in Tokyo? No, he's in the Inland Empire, but yeah. um, I, for, I think I found him on 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 Instagram. That's what's but, but yeah, I'm hoping to see uh, more MCs on his work because he, he's up there in my top my top three favorite producers right now when it comes to these beats. Yeah, I could write on Here we go. Nice. To the gods. It's called uh-huh. God Body. Uh-huh. To the earth. Yeah, so um, yeah, Mega Late Show, man. And I've got... I got my brother, my homie, who I'm so happy for right now, Jed Axel. Yeah, and he'll be serving in as the SP404 today because it's not connected. Your boy got a new laptop, so I'm hoping that there's no dropouts and we've solved that. Indeed. And go back and listen to uh, episode number 131 where we talked to Jed Axel about his newest projects and also his experiences in acting or the the modeling community here. Can you uh, go ahead and introduce yourself and let us know about your newest project if yeah. there's any progress sure, on it sure yeah i'm i'm jet axel i'm from london uk uh i've been living in japan for a few years now uh i'm one of the guys when it comes to the japanese music kind of scene in english language uh I ran a podcast on japanese music for a few years mostly like alternative music although you know a little bit of like pop or classical or traditional music or whatever as well uh, we were never particularly like gatekeepy about that kind of stuff uh yeah currently working on a network uh slash youtube channel slash you know hopefully moving into like event management and stuff if, if that's something we can do in the future uh network called tky03 or tokyo san um and yeah we're we're steaming on ahead with that we've interviewed a few artists djs uh record executives just you know pretty much anybody who is anybody in the japanese music industry is fair game for us i'm super excited for that man especially with some of the um 
the uh, the hip hop and independent art community that I'm interested in that I won't have on my podcast because of the English language, um, you know, the language barrier. So his this new project is going to be uh, bilingual in both directions. So anything oh, said dope. in English is going to be translated for Japanese and vice versa. So man, there's just so many dope cats out here that I would have had on here if I did Japanese interviews, but I don't. And I'm I'm counting on Jet Axel and Zuka. Zuka, yes. To to Shouts to do to that, and I'm I'm super excited. Is there any more information on the tentative launch of that? It's still looking at like, it's looking like next month, January okay. 2021. That's it's what we're aiming for. Man. That's what it's what we want. Um, obviously, COVID numbers are going up. Like maybe might have to delay a little bit depending on how available people are. Um, but it's looking good. It's looking good. Like what we have is something i'm very very proud of the quality of the project that we're working on and i'm my own worst critic so mm. it's a lot hey man and i and i really would like to have both you and zuka come up here one time uh, once you get the ball rolling to kind of talk Absolutely. about it and, and, and share more of that and for the listeners man pay attention because i'm gonna be talking about that i'll let you guys know as i see more information developing and, and stuff so so do that man and and um, yeah, as you know, the Mega Late Show podcast is a studio guest based podcast where I have people inside of the studio who are artists within Tokyo or just people within Tokyo who are interesting or artists, writers, um, authors. I'm trying to get that guy that wrote uh, about alien information theory. He lives out here. Um, but yeah, man, today we've got two uh, music artists and I, I, I'll let you guys introduce yourselves because we just met today. And I just was introduced to your music a few weeks ago, so I've been taking that in. But I, I'd like you guys to tell me who the hell you are. Yeah, uh, you want to go? go for it? All right, I'll go then. Uh, yeah, I'm Deza. I'm from Canada. I'm out here from Ottawa. Not a lot of people know where that's at, but yeah, I'm 24, making hip hop. Uh, uh, yeah, just that's my thing. You rap? Yes, I rap. Learning how to produce very slowly. I'm trying to get better at it. It's a lot of fun though, but yeah. yeah. Cool word. I'm Ro Morikawa. People call me Ro. Um, I'm uh, 23. Uh, I'm from Virginia, like Northern Virginia, DC area. And um, yeah, I'm a piano trained. I'm a you know producer, um, and I'm a singer songwriter kind of thing. So it'd be and you that's singing on the tracks on yeah. the newest album together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and you yeah. guys just had uh, release uh, an EP together this mm. year called Pick or November. Yeah, was November. it November? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. November first. Pick right. Mm -hmm. Third. Pick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, shit. Yeah, we're, we're going to, of course, we're going to we're going to play some of that music later and maybe even during this part of the podcast, too. But yeah, man, um, nice to meet y'all. Yeah, nice, nice to, to meet, meet you, you too. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, how long y'all been in Japan? Oh, yeah. So we actually got here at the same time. So we've been here for about a year and a half now. Oh, yeah. We've been here for about a year and a half now. So, yeah. August yeah. 2019. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. Oh, that's strange to me. Yeah, Deza, I met you like, you well, me like a week after I came. Just after you arrived, right? You yeah. were like fresh off the boat. <laughs> fresh off the plane, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. we actually met at the at the orientation. And we yeah, just, yeah. we just like, we hit it off, but we were like, nah, he was yeah, a, we're probably was not. Was y'all like talk. the only black guys there? You're like, nah, there was nah, a couple. Nah, there's, there's, there's quite a few. Yeah. I mean, he was, he, he was in, like, I'm not gonna like, you know, he, like, he was like super focused on his girlfriend at the time. So yeah. I, okay, okay, okay. Let's, let's <laughs> do we, do we want to go off I, on I, I, I was trying it. to make so many friends. Everybody's like, bro, I, I don't know if it was a jet lag, but whatever, man. You know, like, <laughs> I, w I was I was so convinced that I wasn't gonna make any friends there that I was just like, nah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna chill. I'm you gonna still with that same girl? Nah, I'm not. See, that's why you don't never uh, say focus on him. No, see, Facts. but I wasn't really. <laughs> It wasn't like that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then somehow we reconnected through a mutual friend. You know, yeah. uh, shout out Annalise. But and yeah, oh yeah, shout out to Annalise. She's cool. She's cool. And I was like, I, oh yeah, I know you. I've seen your face. Yeah, because oh, she's like, yo, he makes music, and I was like, oh. And I was, I kind of got back into music during quarantine. It's a kind of a long story, but I'll just mm. finish up on this, and then Annalise reconnected us. Mm. We went to play pool and some shit. We yeah, and he's like. It turns out he was a station away from me. So we live on the oh, same Literally line. one yeah. station. Yeah. KO Sen Warriors. Caroline gang. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, when we were all y'all KO line? Yeah. All of us, yeah. Mm, I've been thinking about moving out there. Yo, man, oh, all yeah. I got to say is a lot of people who make music are on the KO line, you know? It's kind of so, not KO Sen station. I'm trying to make it a thing, you know, like <laughs> KO Sen. Like, I'm trying to make like a play on the word Sen. 
like Kale Sensations or some shit. Mm. But everyone's like, I don't like Sunshine. Yeah, don't do don't do Sensations. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. Come on, still still being workshop. Yeah. Yeah. So Dude, we've been workshopping this for like three months now. Damn. Nah, nah, it's, been, put it's been on the back burner for fair, three months. <laughs> I'll put I'll put together a focus group of hip hop. Just maybe get a group of MCs and try to workshop that. Okay, you know, like between the Kale line and the Inokashida line, which is also operated by Kale, like. You've got Shibuya, Shimokitazawa, um, Shimo Takairo, Kichi Joji. Mm. Like, you got a lot of like very cool places where mm. like independent yeah, music creators yeah. are like living and making stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think you know people just gravitate towards that. The west side of Tokyo is a cool place. Um, it's close enough. Sure. It's also kind of cheaper than it's uh, cheaper. It's the Den sure, line. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I've been looking at it. Well, I've actually been looking at the Den and Toshi line. And also the KO line. I lived yeah. on the Dan Toshi line for three years. Yeah. 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 Oh, and Kawasaki. Shouts out to uh, Takatsuku. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at like Mizono Kuchi, but uh, what? Takatsuku. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm actually a cultural ambassador for the for Toshima, for mm. Toshima Ku and Ikebukuro. So I kind of want to stay out here because mm. I feel like I can't be a cultural ambassador if I'm not living in the city. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Also, like, it's a Tokyo Mega Late Show. I can't be out in Kawasaki. But I know a lot of cats like, you know, um, shout out to, to my brother, um, Cliff, who runs Tokyo Speaks podcast, he ain't living in Tokyo, mm. but he's focused on the Tokyo community and also the greater Tokyo area includes mm. all that shit, anyways, true, right? True. So it's yeah. all good to the good. Mizunokuchi is like 15 minutes walk from the border of Tokyo, like right. it's it's two and a half stops from oh. Futako Tamagawa. Right. Like, it's also, it's it's, it's like the <laughs> it's the uh, it's like the B-Boy capital of Japan. Like, oh, word, word, word. Yeah. Oh, word. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, Mizunokuchi Station. They got that huge like screen uh window which like it's bright on the inside and it's dark on the outside so it just doubled as a giant mirror and like yeah. you go out to mizunokuchi station like 9 10 p.m every single day there's probably like 20 breakers yeah. b-boys b-girls out yeah, there with the jump ropes so, and stuff oh, like and also shit. it also be like you know foundation so isei taisuke all all the like mm. the big cats are out there um and and yeah it you know my wife is a b-girl and that's how i found out oh, about really? it yeah they they really that kind of is the area that all of the like you don't go there to cipher if you're not like dope you're you kind of yeah, are just no, everybody there is it. sick like. everybody <laughs> there is dope and that's why i wouldn't be out there and that's why my wife don't go out there because she just don't want to deal with like the cattiness of the mm. b-girl scene mm. so but yeah it's supposed to be really dope so yeah man um oh yeah, sorry but yeah sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but yeah so then we linked up because we we're stationed away and we started making music and that was mm. that yeah pretty much oh yeah. that's tight man that's i mean that's how it's supposed to happen right mm -hmm. um I, I we we were planning on potentially recording a few weeks earlier, but you were performing with uh, with Jesse. I am Jesse. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's that's my homie, man. I talk yeah, to yeah. him quite frequently. We were we were in the gym heavy together at the beginning of the year, and, and you know as you can uh -huh. see some posters yeah, on the yeah. wall. Yeah. He's been on the podcast a few times, and mm -hmm. good people. How how do you mm -hmm. know Jesse? Uh, so I met Jesse through uh, a mutual friend. So I, I met her, and uh, then she introduced me to Jesse. He was having a Tokyo was here event, the, the live stream in August. Or was okay. it August? I don't know. Is that but the one that had rhyme on it? Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, yeah. Shouts out to rhyme. Yeah, shouts out rhyme. Sick poet from Australia. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, I just met him, and I met a lot of cool people there. And then we just kind of connected. He liked my sound, so he just kind of like would like message me, holler at me, and stuff. You know, be like, "Yo, this is going on." I'm like, "Yo, okay, cool, man. I'm gonna check it out." And uh, yeah, so he just kind of vouches for I mean, me he's he's been out here for quite a long time and he's mm. got connections with a lot of really dope people mm. um i've been waiting to get him on for for a minute and this is a person that you might be interested in too jet um um uh shin shimokita uh he is uh he used to be a, like a bass player for um death comic crew which is ran mm. um yeah, yeah. you know the the kind of punk hip-hop hybrid that was you know so prolific in the in the 80s or in the 70s and 80s and uh yeah he'd just be rocking with him and he'd be rocking with like just at his shows like it'd be like oh that's that fool from exile and i'm like i don't know what fool that is but <laughs> i know exile you know what i mean like what, what, yeah, what, yeah, what? lots of cats man i i love i am jesse he's yeah, he's no, a person that's been out for shout out jesse for real man appreciate you yeah. Plus he's plus he's uh you know he does art gallery curation too, mm. and he knows uh he's from New York so he knows graffiti culture intimately. He's a he's a good guy in my book, man. I like I am Jesse quite a bit. Yeah, no, even at the the Love Hotel event, he was doing an art gallery, he was DJing, and he was also with uh, Mr. Nobo. So man, he was like all over the place, man yeah. of many talents. Word. I feel like at this point in the recording, I would have already had like dropout, and there's no dropout. So yeah. I'm happy about hey. it. Yo, I'm so happy about that. 
right now. Um, I think everything is going just just fine. But um, man, uh, let's go ahead and get into a little bit more about your guys's music and art. Like uh, I know that one of your projects is from like Memories from 2014. Yeah. So you've been rhyming since you were quite young, then. Yeah. I've been I've been like making music. I guess poetry in general. I've been making poetry for a long time. It just was something that I enjoyed in school, English class. I make some poetry and then I'd be done and students would be doing their own thing and I'd be making more poetry, you know? I was like kind of shown a lot of different poetic styles. And then uh, it just kind of eventually evolved into hip hop. And, you know, at first it was just, you know, trying to rhyme like, I don't know, like Kanye or something, you know? I've spent a lot practicing like the college dropout. I remember I recorded over the beat and everything and it was, it was so fun at the time. And then I was like, yo, why don't I try and make my own shit? And then just kept going and all through high school i was kind of working on that mixtape i put out memories of 2014. back then it was actually called vivid visions so it was uh this kind of like mentality my friend's older brother kind of instilled in us he's an older head so he's like yo man you gotta live out life you gotta have like vivid visions you can't like let your sight be kind of like dulled out by everything so yeah but then when i re-released it i called the memories from summer 2014 you know what type of poetry were you into um i was a big fan of like the ones where you cut shit up there's also like different styles Bill Burroughs yeah I'm, yeah I'm not familiar with all the names unfortunately the ones Ryan Geisen and Bill Burroughs used to I think they created kind of the cut up method um with both audio and the written word I'm, I'm a big fan I'm, I also I read a lot of poetry but yeah I, that's actually a good thing I haven't thought about the vocal one but the vocal chops that would be dope, oh man know? it's it's I mean I'm certain I've got some on my uh, on my phone here because yeah. I, I, keep, I keep a lot of like actual music on it but no it was really dope so they would they would basically they would record their writings they chop it up and it would create these new uh like um combinations of word and new tenses and emphasis on certain words yeah. they're like calling all reactive agents calling all reactive calling all agents reactive and it would oh, just it would damn, just chop yeah. things up and provide new contexts i used to be really into um well i i first got into poetry i guess through like rap shit right but i've read a lot of the beat poets and i like that kind of spontaneous immediacy style too to poetry but also accompanied by music mm. you know jack kerouac kind of wanted his poems to be read alongside like a jazz musician playing right right right, right. and mm. so yeah i mean uh, I, that's where my curiosities peaked when you said that you were doing cut up method yeah i feel like i should find some cut up method you, if you don't read <laughs> have, you, have you ever read any uh alan ginsburg no i haven't read any alan. i imagine you've read alan ginsburg, uh, yeah, right? yeah 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 like um, the soft machine, there's this uh, there's this piece in there called uh, public agent. Public it's agent. fucking brilliant, and it's like all cut up method. But yeah. Um, yeah. So poetry, tight poetry. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find like something yeah, something new about it. Like, yeah, it just evolved into hip hop and stuff, you know. So I basically worked on that throughout grade 11, grade 12, summer of that, and then I released it on my 18th birthday, which is October 20th. Yeah. Calling all reactive I have heard this. No, I have heard this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is from Breakthrough in the Gray Room. Calling all agents reactive. Calling all reagents active. All agents active. So they were literally taking like the magnetic tape of their recordings, cutting it, and then repasting it together. And then just re looping and re recording. Yeah, so much easier now. Yeah. Well, like, um, you know, what we used to do is we used to, we used to take our, um, setting sun. I don't think this is cut up, but at all the marks. Yeah. Well, Bill Burroughs is, uh, he, he was brilliant, uh, problematic, but brilliant, (laughs) super problematic, but brilliant. But, um, no, I mean, what we used to do, if I can go off on a tangent about myself, as I tend to do on this podcast, (laughs) um, what we used to do is we used to take word, um, you know, uh, Microsoft word. And we would take like our typed our typed poems and stuff, and we'd throw it in there. But we would set it up so there was columns, right? So there'd be like four columns on the page, and instead of it just reading down, we'd read straight across, and would create these new um, word combinations. And so we'd print it out without the bars, and it would just look like straight lines across. And a lot of times, it's like super disposable, kind of throwaway trash but sometimes you get a word combination in there that just seems kind of brilliant and mm. and pulled from you know the ether or whatever all right mm. i did a i did a poem kind of thing one time where like i had this text-to-speech program on my computer and i just like made a bunch of like wild noise into it and then obviously that was trying to transcribe just you know into words and then i started reading the words that were appearing on the screen 
and then that would give me different words because this was not like a very good text you know this was like pretty rudimentary this was probably like 2005 2006 um and that was very much just like self-generating poetry which was a lot of fun um you know kind of like uh yeah like ginsburg or like steve reich compositions from the 60s you know you had come out to show them come out to show them come out to show come out come, come out come out come out and like yeah it was like i think that was like one of my early forays into you know experimental music and poetry mm. i'm all for it i'm one of the weird experimental cats that likes weird shit like that so cool man what about um I forget exactly where we ended on that tangent of poetry. I don't know if we actually <laughs> got into it because I tend to go off on t tangents here. I think it's pretty know. good for a podcast. But, yeah, but, but yeah, um, it's a good thing. Yeah, but what about you, Ro? Tell me a little bit how you're mm. sorry. You said you you um oh, yeah. you're trained uh, pianist. Mm, yeah, I've been uh, I've been taking piano lessons for for as long as I can remember. Honestly, like like my my grandma. Like I used to go to my grandma's house and like sound out the keys when I was a little kid, mom, and she was like, "You better get that boy into some piano lessons, right?" So yeah, I've been doing that. It started out classical, but then I, like, I moved to I moved to Virginia. I, I used to be in California and stuff. Yeah, military kid and all that. What branch? Uh, Air Force. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, my dad. Shout out my dad. Um, but yeah. So where were you in California? Like El Toro? Uh, no, it's like. It was a lot of places in L.A. County. Okay. So, like, there's, like, Edwards Air Force Base, you know, uh, Long Beach, San Pedro. Stuff like okay, yeah. I mean, I grew up in Southern California. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, Oceanside, Camp Pendleton. Mm. So, yeah, my, my, my family is uh, Marine Corps. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my, my grandpa was Marine Corps, you yeah. know. But yeah, uh, but yeah. Tell, I mean, please, please go on with yeah. the piano. I like you know me and me and Deza, like a Canadian <laughs> and a Brit. We're just yeah. sitting there it's like so we have. Yeah, we don't know. So for so any of this is. I mean, I have no idea what an Sorry, Ottawa man. is. So <laughs> what, <laughs> what, what is on? Ottawa? <laughs> oh my god! Isn't it the capital? <laughs> it's the capital. I know, of I, know, I know a little bit. I mean, <laughs> no, but, yeah. don't ask you. me for it's any, that like, place beside Montreal. Like who's from there or any cultural? Deza's from Ottawa, man. Who? Deza, man. Oh yeah, I've heard of him. He's pretty tight. He's alright. He's cool. <laughs> yeah um, keep going man so yeah i've been um uh, when i got back into piano like in um in virginia there was like a there's this guy his name was darian and he um he offered to teach me like jazz stuff and improv and all that like i learned an entirely different set of like piano skills from him and then um yeah after that like in college i took some jazz classes and um i i bought a keyboard i started you know making my own songs and stuff and I also like on the side, I also like dabbling in poetry like a lot. Like I'm a scientist by like trade, so I never really showed anyone. What, what, I mean, you can't just say you're a scientist. I'm a like, scientist. Tell me what, yeah. what type of science? <laughs> no, yeah, okay. mad scientist. I I, uh, I majored in physics. I'm, I'm like a physics math guy. Okay. I so when we were talking about holographic, mm. uh, you know, universes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was, I was like, <laughs> I, I, I took quantum theory. I took quantum. Yeah, I took that shit. Okay. It was. Yeah, for sure. Like that junk's possible. Hey, do you think I could get away with just saying I'm a scientist too without being a scientist? You think people check me on it? Probably not. Do scientists do that? Like if somebody's like, "Yo, I'm a scientist," and like, "Yeah, what science?" I mean, if you say you're a rapper, most rappers be like, "All right, we'll rap." You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you're a scientist. We'll start calculating, bro. Some science. Upload me right now. I will not upload you, bro. Show me some science right now. Like this is this is not a recording that you are listening hey, you to right now. you want me right to explain some Fourier transforms? This is procedurally generated AI jet. I am part of the system. <laughs> Join me yeah. now. <laughs> but yeah, like so I so I I wrote poetry too, but like I never put them together for a long mm. time until until probably like quarantine time where I was like mm. I always I always had a rhythmic aspect to my poetry and people would always be like oh this is this sounds like it could be a rap or something like that or like a song and i'm like hey wait i think so but then you put out hindsight 2020 at the beginning of the year so i, I put it before. out i put it out during quarantine oh word yeah. okay yeah so he, mm -hmm. he had an album before uh picking yeah. okay yeah that was my that was my first one. album okay and, um yeah like i mean i was i was fresh in the um like the vocal mixing and stuff was like it's fresh but Shout out Fab Filter. <laughs> no, yeah. Is that once, like a, a I, uh, procedurally generated AI program for, <laughs> nah, <laughs> like, for like EQ and compression? It's super, yeah, it's right. super user friendly, okay. basically. But like, yeah, uh, I, I had I had the producing jobs. Like I was I was like just making beats and stuff. And I had that. 
and I just put my um, I just put my vocals on it, mm. released it, and got a lot of reception. But, but yeah, that's where I'm at now. Okay, it's like a, I like I'm a, I'm like a hybrid melodic like singing sort of rapping kind of guy. You know that like Slim yeah. Kid trade kind of style flow. Yeah. Like, I would like to get into that a little bit later. Um, uh, about like your guys's approach and, and thoughts about it. But mm. one thing I wanted to touch on is with both of you guys being very new to Tokyo and for the last year essentially it's been COVID. What what's your kind of perception been? It, that seems kind of trash. You, think you know so? what I mean? Yeah. Well, well, I mean, cause like my first year in Tokyo was like finding friends, finding mm. the scene, finding people, and that has been like for for the both of you is like really reduced. Like I haven't really gone out to. I maybe been to like five or six get-togethers this entire year whereas i might do five in a month you know during regular i mean which we call it regular times like non-covid times you know what i mean bc80 right yeah so could you guys kind of tell me about your experience here what what Uh, do you think so far i mean i kind of had a decent i mean the program we came together so we like met a lot of people who live in tokyo but i feel like i don't talk to most of those people anymore most of them honestly but um the few that i did meet um, we kind of, our friendship got better over, um, the quarantine whole period, you know? So one of my close friends, Aku, he's, uh, me and him, like at one point we we're just exploring Shibuya and all that shit. So and we met a lot of cool people. And then I think it just kept expanding. Honestly, I feel like I did better during quarantine time than I did prior. Honestly, I don't know if that'll mm. get me canceled or some shit, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, but yeah, I've been, I've been making a lot of, I'm meeting a lot of cool people out here still, you know? So. I think it's like if there's a will, there's a way. Sure. I've got a pretty funny story on how I met Aku, actually. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead, tell them, man. <laughs> um, so it was like the evening of the uh, the Black Lives Matter protest in Tokyo, like the big one. And um, so, uh, what is that Sunday then? Yeah. Mm. And we're in this pizza joint in Harajuku um, afterwards, and I'm with like two of the main organizers and like a handful of like a handful of friends, basically, and. Uh, this dude walks in and like he's got his back turned to me he's wearing a baseball cap and he's got kind of like the same facial hair and skin tone as Deza. <laughs> and like i i was like just not really paying attention but like i look over and i i see this dude like from behind i'm like yo Deza. <laughs> and yes. like the dude turns around i'm like oh my god you're not Deza. he's like yo you, Deza from canada i'm like yeah like Deza from Ottawa? Yeah, 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 that dude. Yeah, I know him. Yeah, no, that's the homie. <laughs> I'm like, all right, oh, all right, well, my bad, but like, yo, what's up? I'm Jet. Nice to meet you. <laughs> that is funny. That's absurd. That's but Tokyo is small like that. Yeah. Like, um, we, we were listening to Wes Atlas earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his his music. I had him on the podcast recently. Um, for our listeners, go back and listen to that episode. I think it's episode 133. Him and Tommy Crane, but. He was like, yeah, I heard about your podcast um, through your G. Yamazawa interview. And I was like, yeah, G. Yamazawa, that's a homie. He's dope. He's fanatic. Like, you know, amazing, whatever. And then, like, Tommy, during the course of the conversation, Tommy was like, yeah, I noticed you were in the Mega Late Show video of the recording of a performance of G. Yamazawa. And we looked at the video, and you could see Wes Atlas in the side, like, super hype, reciting the lyrics to Booty Booty. And it's just like, yo, so I have met this kid like two years ago at a fucking hip-hop show and just didn't realize it That's the tokyo it is. community is so small like that we we talked about that quite a lot in uh in 131 as well right you know just these weird like chance encounters with people i love it like you know your homie who uh was like a member of like um the the forum yeah from like 15, 15 years, years ago, ago. Fucking, who just happened to live out yeah. in Tokyo. Just hap- I, I never met this cat in person, but I had been, I had communicated with him countless times, knew him through his avatar on this a really small niche uh, avant-garde underground hip-hop website, right? This forum. And, like, I saw this dude posting on Reddit with these pictures of, like, classic hip-hop albums, Company Flow, um, uh, Square by Buck 65, Hemispheres by Dose One. Really niche. Do you guys know any of those cats? Mm. Exactly, right? And so it's like really rare, but they're original prison. So I'm like, this guy should be ahead. I click on his profile. And he got mad digging pictures and threads on Reddit from Tokyo. So I reached out like, yo, do I know you? Nah. I invite him to the podcast. In the course of our conversation, I find out I've known this guy for 15 years. 
Uh, it's crazy, crazy how small this place can be. Wow. So, I mean, we're not like tight, but I know him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the internet is dope for that, man. No, I mean, honestly, like, same, like honestly, I'm the same with Deza. Like, I, um, like Deza has been putting me onto like a lot of people. Like, I, I'm usually like a reserved kind of guy. So, like, or with your girl? Like, I was, nah, nah. <laughs> okay, so that was that was a while ago, man. <laughs> she was Japanese. She was actually. Okay. Yeah. How did um, it, let's just go off on that tangent. <laughs> How did that break up? How did it break up? I mean, you know, it just we weren't compatible like that. She yeah. was just testing out the waters with the, <laughs> with the black folks. Oh. Yeah, probably. Sometimes they do like, that. You <laughs> know what I mean? Sometimes they're there for that. Just a, I can't. I can't even be mad at it. Like it wasn't. It was. It was amicable. So like mm. it was fine. But. But yeah, okay. Like, but it's, I'm it's, just it's, fucking with you. It's, <laughs> it's funny. It's, it's funny. Actually, actually, yeah. it's because like. After I broke up with her, that's when I started branching out way more, right? Like, because I, I had the safety net that is, was man. all of a sudden gone. That's what it is. Yeah, so man. I just started going out, and, like, and like I found, a like, a nice izakaya that, like, um, that, like, took me in, and now I'm, like, a Jordan. I'm a, okay. a regular. And it's, like... It's a cool place. And, and like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty fluent in Japanese, so, like, that helps, too, but... I would give you an applause yeah. drop if I had that <laughs> 404 working. There yeah. we go. Yeah. But yeah, and then like after after meeting Desa, like there was it, like it was even more, and now I'm starting to like uh like interact with people that like I tangentially have been connected to for a while, mm. or like I followed somebody who happens to be friends with them. It's like it's it's crazy, like 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 you said, Tokyo's small. Yeah, man. I feel it's that Tokyo energy, you know. Like you said, like I put you on, but honestly, man, I just I just establish a relationship. But I feel like you know everyone's just putting all each other on, man. It's like all love out mm-hmm. here. Like Jet was the one who's like, "Yo, why don't you come on the Mega Late Show?" You know, so everyone's just putting each other on. Yeah, exactly. I appreciate that as opposed to other places where people look at what you're doing as a competition almost. So. I mean, I, I think that competition does also exist out here, and I think you know there's definitely like some ego involved. Um, it's a big part of why like I try to avoid spending too much time on Instagram because mm. I feel like sometimes I just get the wrong vibe from people. Yeah. And there's yeah. definitely been times where like somebody I follow on Instagram or someone who I see a lot through Instagram because they're a friend of a friend who constantly appears in Instagram stories or whatever. And I'm like, man, this guy's obnoxious. Like he's constantly just trying to self-promote. It's always about self-promotion. You know, follow mm. me, check this out, check this out. I'm working on this. Like, yo, put me on, put me on, I'm up next. Um, and I'm like, man, fuck this dude. And then... <laughs> And then I meet him in person. I'm like, bro, you're fucking dope. Like, yeah, it's like Mega's all right, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm right there with you. Like, I, I I think a lot of things like the kind of propaganda brochure of self is kind of corny, and it's to my detriment too because that's just not the way that the kind of what? you know that, that it works. But th- to your point, like most people are are cool, and their their web presence is like you know different than than you know. I guess that's what we. Well, I don't know. You have the digital self and the real self. Yeah. Trans- yeah. Trans- but <laughs> but, but uh, the self-promotion, like, there, there is definitely, uh, most people are down to rock with you. And the, and the ones that the ones that are not, it's, like, easy to see them. Like, mm-hmm, I, sure. I, I saw a dude today, he got a new page called um, I Got Dope Friends. And I was low-key a little bit, man, like, fuck that. Not, not because, not because, like, oh, you got dope friends. But that's been something that I've been saying for a long time. Like, posting, like, all my friends are dope. And I sincerely mean that. Like everybody that that I know is like an artist or just smart or fucking making sandwiches and shit. You know what I mean? Like everybody. Shout out to yeah. You know, like all of the people that I know and surround myself are really dope. And the ones that are are not dope, like they're just not in my circle somehow. Mm. I, I I meet them once, and then it's like, oh, that person's not, you know, tangentially a part of the same type of you know they movement might, that I am. Fade out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you know they're successful. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, that's not my culture. That's mm. not that's not where I'm rocking with, anyways. Yeah, but yeah. it's dope yeah, right. out here. It is for real. Shout out to sandwiches. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm I was right thinking now, about right like, uh, I was thinking about like when we, uh, you know, when you guys were talking about how you guys met, it was like, oh yeah, yeah, he makes music. You should be friends with him. And like, you know, you were also talking about like, oh, like Rose's ex girlfriend. And like yesterday, I got like. I don't know how to describe this, like, emotionally blue balls, I guess. Like, (laughs) this girl that, like, I fell desperately in love with last year just, like, randomly hits me up. And, like, we, you know, we're on good terms. We talk, but, like, it's not not what it used to be, obviously, because she doesn't live in Japan anymore. She lives out in Austria. And she hits me up, and she's like, yo, you're going to be in Tokyo in March? And I do, like, a fucking combat roll across the room. Like, you know, I'm, like, diving for cover to grab my phone to be like, yes! Um... (laughs) 
And then she's just like, yeah, I've got a friend of a friend. He plays guitar. And I was wondering, like, he's coming to Japan. He's new here. Can you can you look after him? I'm like, oh, <laughs> uh, I guess. <laughs> hey, who knows? You, that might be your best friend. That might friend be my now, best right? friend this time next year. Who knows? Right? Uh, I, I hope so. Um, but, you know, I was definitely like had this moment of like, oh, my God, this girl, like, oh, she's acknowledging me. She's not. Oh, oh, you just, you just want me yeah. to. To, to chill with your friend of a friend if it was her friend i'd be like yeah for sure no problem but like this is literally just like clearly it's like you know her friend reached like, out to like her someone in the room is like yo you know somebody in tokyo you've yeah. been to tokyo right um <laughs> i just Damn, had this man. moment of like my heart like you know raised raised hopes to very very high <laughs> levels and then it immediately could, like it could be something dope though like i had um my homegirl she's my homegirl now but when i met her my friend was like hey my my homegirl's coming to Tokyo. You mind like showing us around and, and kicking and shit? And I'm like, ah, I gotta take the sky tree and all this bullshit. <laughs> we want to look at the fucking yeah. scramble. Okay, uh, take a fucking picture, right? But yeah, but yeah. like when I met her, she was super dope. And it turns out like she's like one of those internet people. Like she's an Instagram person with like a million followers. God I'm damn. like, damn, you're fucking ill. And she's like beautiful, but also she's like dope up here. You mm. know, she plays games. She's not one of those like you know taking ass pictures and promoting mm. you know there's a sponsored post by somebody that's like talent some is showing their ass yeah, yeah. now she's like super dope and so sometimes you make those really cool connections with in a place you don't think you will uh i'd just like to take this moment to say that i encourage people to take pictures of their asses uh my instagram is at jetxl <laughs> dm me pictures of butts big butts small butts my demographic, Black butts, white butts, Asian butts. My, my demographic butts. is like, I'll get a bunch of male asses. Only the dudes care about hip hop <laughs> culture and shit. They're fucking just be dicks all in the DMs. Like, hey, calm down, bro. Like, it's like uh, it's it's like owning a really really nice car. Oh, yeah, like, only dudes will come. Yeah. Be, people yeah. like, oh man, having a Lamborghini, you're gonna get all the girls, yeah. and then like. I mean, it's like that working out too, man. When I, I used right. to work for, I used to work yeah. for a car magazine. It was like, every now and then, you know, we just like post up in the McLaren. Um, and obviously it was like a rental McLaren that like we were like just doing like a piece on um, that car actually went up in flames if you look up like McLaren MP4 12C fire um, there's like a bunch of pictures of this car that got completely toasted but yeah, you know people will be come pulling up like oh my god yo like how much horsepower does it make? Oh yeah. man, this thing's oh, What do you do? What do you do? And it's nah, just like like oh, Desert yeah. was saying, we're working out. Like when I used to be more fit, like it'd be the dudes like, so like, what you want, creatine? Yeah, like, it's like, <laughs> yo, like what you doing? Like two a days? It's like, like nah, damn, all girls to compliment me, not yeah, like yeah. other dudes. Be like, yo, like, I like, brand I like especially, you got, especially in Japan, like a lot of girls are more interested in the kind of like jet body types where they're like lean and you know what I mean, yeah. tall and 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 lean. They're not into having tricep horseshoe triceps and mm, shit. Yeah, I was yeah. I was out the other night at. Um, one of Shalice's performances and this dude just comes up and he kind of like just stands next to me he's like hey man what's up he's like oh, yeah, what up what up he's like what do you do and I was like what do you mean he's like like what What do you like fight like what do you like work out <laughs> i like dog I was like yo I'm like a dad bod right now I'm like 20 pounds overweight off the screen he's like nah nah really i'm like i'm too old for any of that he's like no like really and then he just kind of reached out kind of like check my arms out just like yo yo i, I didn't give you permission to touch for this. me bro but it was it was awkward but i remember that's like a more common occurrence mm. when when you're working out like it's mm. the dudes that come up to you mm -hmm. shout out to all the dudes that just do that i mean yes, like it's the love you know what I'm saying? yeah so, dudes complimenting dudes yeah. let's, let's encourage that yeah, like, we, uh, we should normalize yeah. that I mean, I'm. I, it, to me, that's like one of the like the weaker forms of like the normalized. You know, you never. What? What? Like, what? Absolutely. Like, hey, well, we'd be like, yo, your lineup is really nice. Mm. You know what I mean? We mm -hmm. we never just like, yo, I never really noticed you had like brown eyes, yeah. Doug. <laughs> like your eyes is really nice. Some brown <laughs> like, ass know, eyes. Yeah, <laughs> like look at that. It's like it's a little bit of like you know the, the sun mixed with it. You know, it's good. <laughs> like normalized compliments. Yeah, right? you know like, what I mean. Like the way that like yeah, people don't do that. Yeah, you can't just you can't just pause that. and be like, yo, you a beautiful ass guy. You know. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's like, well, what you do with your eyebrows? Are you cleaning those up, or is it just natural? It's all natural, you know I mean? homie. <laughs> yeah, I need, I need more of that. Yeah, you yeah. probably get that shit all the time when you're modeling and shit, though, right, Jet? People just. I mean, I, I don't pay attention to anything anyone says when I'm modeling. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's like, like the quickest way to just completely like lose yourself within your own ego. You mm. know, the worst models that I meet are the ones who have been doing it since they were 15, and just like on a mm. daily to weekly basis, they get told like how amazing and beautiful they are because they have blonde hair and blue eyes or they're tall mm. or whatever. Mm. Um, and like you know, they really, really internalize it, and like 
you know, shouts out to people with self-confidence because I'm really not one of those people. But like, sometimes it's like, man, man just dial it back a little. Like, yeah. cool, you, you think you're the shit. Like, great, you know, you, you, you had some lucky genetic breaks in terms of like things that make you privileged yeah. and tall. Just, right. imagine, um, just imagine that for celebrities, man. Right. Yes, men I mean, everywhere. like Justin Bieber is like that. Like he'd been being told he was like super dope since oh, like 13 yeah. years old. And now he's yeah. a little fuck face. It's like, oh, you think you dope just because your your face is symmetrical? Right. You know what I mean? I got an asymmetrical face. Like, what do you got to say about these things? But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Let's go back to the music because I yeah, think that yeah. was like a good fifteen minutes of us talking about like whatever. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't even know where we we're at with that. But yeah. I do want to ask you guys some questions about about your musical tastes and your influences. Um, so, like, what what type of hip hop music influenced you? Or like, what type of hip hop music do you like? Oh, uh, man, I'm definitely more into the sample-based stuff, you know? I'd say some of the biggest influences on me, Kanye, Nas. Um, I'm trying to get into De La Soul. I haven't, the thing is, I haven't listened to De La Soul in full because it's not available anywhere, but from right. what I've heard, I like it, you know? Yeah, there was a big uh, copyright dispute with Tommy the label, Boy. right? Yeah, with Tommy Boy. Tommy yeah. Boy, man, fuck that for, for years, they were one of the first, uh, first people to be beat down for sample clearance. and Man, like, it's always... Like it's something so beautiful sampling, you know, and then to just immediately cut it down and shit. But anyways, uh, also a tribe called Quest, you know, all those dudes and some of the new cats too. I really fuck with like. Smino. You're like what, 24? Yeah, I'm 24. Yeah, oh yeah. shit. So yeah, I mean, like De La's last album. Well, most of those most of those cats were well established before you even born. Oh, 100. Mm. You know, so. Yeah, man. I I wish I was there for the golden age, but you know. Also, I cats think we're like Joey in the right now. I mean, you, I think I think we're in the Renaissance. It's coming uh, back. Yeah, I think I think this is the like the third golden age. The third golden age. So, yeah. what's the second golden age? Uh, there's two transitional periods that I would place, but like the first golden age is definitely like '88. Mm. That's like the golden year. Mm -hmm. That's this really incredible explosion of hip hop culture, as well as like this extreme biodiversity within the culture. Mm. You know, there's women, there's political, there's there's mm. reality mm -hmm. rap. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, gangster rap. rap like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the lyricism fucking just on another level bootstraps into like this whole different approach to it. Mm. But also, um, probably like post '93 to like '97 is what I would say is the second kind of golden age. Mm -hmm. and, and and the transitional period that happens after that is like the underground, which I am, I'm from that four element culture. But I would say that now is kind of like this new moment in hip hop culture over the last five years, it's just been ramping up. And, and I think it's great. I think hip hop's in a better place than it's been in the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I see it coming back with the new cats and shit, you know? A yeah. lot of the new cats, uh, Smino, yeah. Amine, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, who else? Uh, Saba. Saba's right. really fucking dope, man. Yeah, I was about Almost to say. no matter what you like about hip hop, if you if you like gangster rap, if you like trap, mm. if you like lo-fi beats, if oh, you yeah. like True. abstract lyricism, if you like East Coast gangster, mm. you know, um, whatever conventional boom bap, it, there's people making that sound that are pushing the envelope or not pushing the envelope, but just but really good at what good they at do. It. Yeah, yeah. Mm. No matter what. So I'm. As, as like a weird underground cat who is very much anti-capitalist and anti-music industry stuff, like right now to me is like crazy. Mm. It's like everybody, all my friends are dope. All these artists are dope. So. <laughs> so, okay, I mean, and, and you're yeah. also pretty young too, right, Ro? Mm, yeah, what I'm kind 23, of, yeah. What type of shit do you like? I'm more of a, I'm honestly more of a new, new head kind of guy. Like I, like my, like, I'm really into Saba. Like Saba, Saba Smino, like those kind of guys. Like production, production-wise, I'm really inspired by like New Job is, of course, and like, like lo-fi type stuff. You like Marcus D? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna use his beats for this episode. I should have done that. Mm, He's kind of like this, this, the spiritual uh, successor of the New Job is sound, mm. I would say, right? Do you, you agree with that yeah. yet? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can agree with Shout that. Working with the same people as well, right. you know, substantial, yeah. Like, yeah. and that kind of crowd. It's really dope. And and also, yeah. we, we were all from very different schools of, of thought on this one, because, yeah. you know, Mega, like, you, you're really into, like, Def Jux and, like, um, that's Anticon, what, Anticon uh, like, fucking Ruckus, fucking, right, right, right. you know, um, that whole, I, I, I am a child. I, I, I consider my generation the last generation of four element hip hop heads mm -hmm. like we were we were backpackers before backpackers became a pejorative like but our backpacks were filled with peace books tapes 
cans of graffiti, like graffiti cans, mm. trees, and a weapon. It, it's not this geeked out <laughs> idea about like how many hip-hop. notebooks you got in your backpack, right. bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not this geeked out idea of like backpacker subculture. Like I listen to conscious rap. It's like nah, like we will punch you in your face like immediately. <laughs> but but yeah, uh, that's the school of thought I come from. I'm also 37, so mm. you know, the first millennials were the last four element hip hop heads. I mean, I, I grew up on like grime. You know, I'm British, I'm from London, so like, coming up, like, I was always listening to like, you know, even even like that kind of pre-grime era, you had guys like Roots Maneuver, Ty, Rodney P, um, and Did, then I was- Dizzy Rascal? Dizzy okay. Rascal, you know. And he then, had a know. Def Jokes album, actually. Oh, word, yeah, he did. Um, Do you guys know anything about those cats that I mentioned? Def Jokes, Anticon, nah, Rockus? I don't, I don't. I recommend. You know what, Jet would be cool if me and you um, did stuff like that, like a like a focus session where we bring people in, we just try to go off on a tangent about an era and kind of you know introduce somebody to something. We could do something like that. That sounds Jet. tight. I that yeah. would be dope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like I I exalt like the value of like an Anticon, but even within hip hop culture, they're kind of viewed as like this thing that people don't fuck with but i mean i can trace the lineage i can trace the influence especially in like the indie rock scene and stuff but uh, they're really talented guys but yeah but yeah I'm honestly like, even like other than hip-hop like like i had to you know the um alternative r&b type stuff like uh you know like yeah, i feel like that's like brent fires and stuff like that mm. um Steve Lacey, like yeah, D- Dave B. He's pretty, he's pretty dope. Yeah. Um, I feel like stuff on pick is kind of uh, reminiscent of Rose stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So. Yeah, like um, there's there's this uh there's this cool artist called Umi, and like like I've been listening to her stuff like for as long as I can remember, like her her being out, and like honestly, like that junk speaks to me on a different level, kind of thing. Yeah. It, you know, um, I always try to be a little bit open-minded when it comes to listening to the younger culture talk about hip-hop culture because my views of it are much different than even people from my same era just because like the trajectory i had so um you know i talked to my guy paulie rhymes um who's out in honda he's an mc lifelong hip-hop head with his hands in the culture the whole time right and he's about maybe almost 10 years older than me but his views on hip-hop culture are substantially different than mine too like he's very much like this is hip-hop culture that industry shit is not and i'm of the mindset that's like it's it, it, hip-hop culture has been so intertwined with industry since its beginning it's hard to separate what is the culture and what is not the culture when people who are considered culture vultures are some of the most influential movers within the culture like a lear cohen right like he managed big daddy kane like he right, was right, right, right there at def jam but he's also like the culture vulture guy yeah. that happens mm-hmm. to be running like google music now so that separation is difficult for me to parse out but for him it's very clear well, like, what is hip hop culture to you? Are you guys even aware of like four or five elements of hip hop? Like, can you can you tell me? I remember what is taking culture? a I remember taking a class on it actually. Like, so <laughs> wild. Like, <laughs> like there's there's literally yeah. like a like a I, I I don't remember what like studies it was in, but it was like a class about hip hop like history and stuff. And I was like, um, and it was it it was the MCing, there was the DJing. B-boy. Uh, B- yeah, B-boying and graffiti. Right. I didn't, I didn't yep. realize there was a fifth one, though. I, don't know. I, see, I see. I'm a four-element head. My guy, mm, Polly Rhymes, yeah. is a five-element head ah. because he comes from the Zulu Nation school of thought. Mm. So the fifth element is knowledge. Knowledge. Uh, okay, okay. Like, you know, I can, knowledge I can see that. Like, I can see that. Knowledge. Just knowledge. Well, right. I mean, you'd have to look into, like, the the kind of principles of the mm. Zulu Nation to, to say knowledge of self. Knowledge of self is, like, five percenter theology mm-hmm. as well so but yeah just knowledge of self knowledge of the culture knowledge of you know your surroundings yeah. just okay. knowledge no, yeah, i'm a four element right. head though i'm a four element guy because I, like, yeah. I feel like the knowledge just come like like you can like you can put knowledge into your lyrics like you can you know yeah. it's one of those it's, things is like there's, there's a lot of ways to think like about there's it. four elements uh you know in nature but there's also aether you know what i mean yeah, it's right, like, right, right. You know, so it's like like, like other, some like, of them just cross the line right you right can just, right some of them, yeah so i mean it, i i just keep it simple mm. like you know but even graffiti started off uh, graffiti wasn't hip-hop culture until somebody decided to put it under the umbrella of hip-hop culture mm. same thing with you know 
it, it's a whole conversation. But you yeah. you took a class yeah, on yeah, hip hop yeah. culture. It was kind of funny. Okay. Like it was taught by like a like a small LGBTQ like white lady. So it was like it was I mean, kind of it was. I believe that anybody could teach anything. Yeah. In the most part, I mean, like she was she was knowledgeable. Like yeah. so it was like. She I had mean, that fifth element, huh? She, <laughs> she was. She had the fifth element, but yeah. What, what about you, Deza? What do you think about it? About hip-hop? Yeah. Like, uh, what is hip-hop culture to you? I mean, Is Joe Budden hip-hop culture? Joe Budden? You mean, like, podcast? Oh, shit. Is Joe rapper? Budden? <laughs> yeah. The, ra- the, the, like, the Yeah. Uh, Joe Budden. I mean... I don't really got much to say on him per se. I, I I just threw him out. It's just kind of like, like like for some people, like the Migos are not hip hop culture. They're pop rap industry culture that is just rapping. Maybe if you told me like if you asked me back in like 2015 or some shit, I'd tell you hip hop is conscious rap and you know it's all about the preserving mm-hmm. and shit. But I know I've come to the point where hip hop's always gonna evolve, and I think hip hop is. I mean, I I'd assume it was too back then. It's a way of life, you know, and life is gonna keep changing. We're not living the same lives we were back then you know people right. didn't yeah. people didn't have smartphones back right. then i don't think anyone had ableton back in the golden I mean, age of hip-hop you know what i'm saying oh people didn't have ableton and shit back in the golden age so i think hip-hop is something that's going to keep evolving with people and it just whatever you want it to be it'll be yeah so to me hip-hop is just my way of life i don't know that's where i am i think i guess you know it has so many permutations because like you know my my father kind of grew up in that like British Jamaican, you know, from Jamaica, like sound system culture, posted up on the corner with your speakers and everything, hooked up to like a lamppost for power. Um, and, you know, there were breakers, there were MCs. You know, also it's all tied up with like toasting, you know, which is like a more, you know, a Jamaican tradition. It's mm-hmm. kind of where, you know, DJ Cool Herc comes from, you know, he's a Jamaican. So, like, yeah. and that's the birth of hip hop. So, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a permutation in that respect. You know, I think a lot of people would argue that, like, what happened in the UK was not hip hop, was not hip hop culture, but like mm. it's kind of all I know. Mm. For me, it's it's become quite simple. It's like I believe that hip hop culture is a participatory culture. So if you are if you are hip hop, it, it means that you're doing something within the culture, um, one of those four elements. Or you could be you know an academic within hip hop culture that's participating to some degree, but but it, like. If somebody picks up like a beat machine and learns how to make hip hop beats or somebody learns how to freestyle, it doesn't make you hip hop. You, you're considered hip hop once you say like, yeah, I'm hip hop. And, and really, that was as simple as it is for me. Mm. Like the permutations and the way that things are, it's like I have such a difficult time deciding whether or not a little Yachty is actual hip hop culture because he's what he's doing is like. He, he, he sees a popular music, which um, he, he identifies through for a, vi- a variety of reasons. His blackness is one of them as well. And he just decides to do it. He's not, he maybe don't know shit about the four elements or anything, but he's participating. Now, is he just, if he says he's just making rap music, fine. If he says he's making hip hop music, all right, you hip hop now. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd love to kind of be more discretionary about who is and who isn't. But I find that with culture and not just hip hop culture, it's harder to make these type of specific distinctions. Mm-hmm. Like what is the black voting block? What is, you know, like what, what is, what? what are all these things? Like yeah. how do you even decide them between class lines and between between like a variety of other things we love to just put a stamp on things and say this is like oh man this is you know this is they, they're taken from black people as if black people are like this monolithic things like yo, know their regional slang is regional slang throughout the entire you know african ven- uh, uh, american vernacular english and so like if i just am like oh um these fools from new orleans is saying wody I'm black, so I can say Wody too. Mm. How is that any different than somebody else using the internet culture of saying as fuck? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, yeah. the distinctions just become so blurry, and you know, uh, I not like, yeah, honestly, I feel like everyone's trying to gatekeep. It's just it's, use your energy for something else, you know? Exactly, exactly. Sometimes it's good to fight against certain fuckery, yeah. but you know, what I mean, it's yeah. like Fair, you, yeah. you, 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 you got to pick your battles, and and like some shit is just like. Yeah, that's a slippery ass slope for you to be fucking trying to skate uphill on, man. Yeah, yeah so. it's like, nah, it's yeah, like we don't need an ID to get into hip hop culture, you know? Right. So. I mean, you see it all throughout, especially in the political world, because things are so stratified in this identitarian politics right now that it's just like, yo, there's real cats out there who are like, 
you don't qualify for reparations if your parents came from Jamaica, even though you've been living in Brooklyn, New York your Fuck whole life man. and subjected to the same structural, um, you know, problems within the economy. Yeah. <laughs> economy. But yeah, you're not an American descendant mm. of slavery, ADOS, so you don't get it. And and for you, Ro, you part mm. Filipino too, like yeah. me. It's like, do we get like, 75 25 percent <laughs> like how you know what yeah, i mean like, what like, <laughs> you know what i mean like it's a weird thing and that yeah. begs the question right on december 21st how powerful do you become <laughs> yes december 21st bro i'm ready for it bro okay. i i would like to save that for the second part of the podcast okay my apologies i know no but that was a perfect segue actually and yeah. we're going to talk about exactly what's going to happen to us uh, on December twenty first, yeah. Let, let's um let's do a Tokyo spotlight right quick. Oh yeah, yeah. Who, okay. who, who, who you guys got? Like, can, let's shout uh, out somebody. S- shout out somebody, man. Uh, or, or I mean, some you know, you know what I mean. You somebody know, somebody, someplace. Oh yeah. uh, shit. So uh, I'm gonna put on here. I'm gonna shout out. Mm, shout out. Uh, Rhythm Cafe. I think mm. uh, shout out them. You know, it's a dope place. I met a lot of cool people there. Actually, some of the people there I've, that I've met. I've been kind of influential in my life right now, so shout out, shout out that place, Shibuya. Yeah, yeah. Rhythm that's, Cafe. That's where that's where my romping grounds are at. You know. Is that right? Yeah. I, I don't go there. I haven't been there much this year at all. But last time I was there, I got this piece of artwork from uh, Johnny from the, the Wu Tang one. Yeah, yeah. From uh, the the God Faded Japan uh, podcast. He's a phenomenal Shouts painter. Out to go check Johnny. him out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Great dude. Great dude. Johnny, huh? What about you, Ro? What you got? I got a shout out my Yuzukai. I knew bro. he was going to shout him out. I got okay. no, <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, but see, this thing is, you're telling people where it's at. Like, are they going to come there and start yeah, throwing true. it off, saying, where's mm, Ro? And then they're going to toss that's, you? That's also true. Mm. I'm not going to lie. But <laughs> it's funny, man. He's going to shout them out, bro. They don't yeah. speak English. They don't speak oh, okay. English. Just so you know, they don't speak uh, English at all. They're They'll only curse Japanese, at you. They only, mm. they only know fuck for real. Now, I'll, I'll shout them out. I'll shout them out. It's called Nombei Dojo. And uh, nombe dojo, nombe means like heavy drinking, heavy drinking, <laughs> getting turned up, and then dojo is like, yeah, huh. yeah, it's in uh, it's on co- on chaos, and I'll let people find it if they want to. Hey, that's what's up. Um, well, shit, man, let us go ahead and get out of here. I would like to go ahead and make sure I'm gonna check my little notes joint. Oh, I have a PSA, by the way, I have a PSA, a public service announcement. I'll share that on the next joint too since we're kind of running out of time in my opinion um yeah mega late show episode 135 here goes some social media information let's start with my co-host here jet axel jet axel at jet axel on instagram i i have twitter and facebook and all that stuff but good luck finding me on it um jackxl.co.uk tkyo3.jp uh yeah you already know episode 131 uh, I'm on, you know, Spotify, all of, all of those things. Uh, Ro Morikawa. Um, Instagram is Morikawa Roland. Uh, R-O-L-L-I-N. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Deza. Um, all social media, it's Deza Too Sweet. So, D-E-Z-A-T-O-O, sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Thank you both for being on here. We're going to go out right now to a song that's by... Uh, it's a new joint produced by Buddha Monk. It's Mr. Brady and Mocha Only of uh, West Coast Underground Hip Hop fame. No, 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 no. We're not going out to that. Forget you even heard me say anything about that. I'm going to go mm-hmm. play something from the homies right now. Nair B with my guy MJ the Sensei. Oh, and yes, sir. Shout out Nair. Shout out Miles, man. Show my Nair. guys. Come on, my guys. Zahild. Get broken or get built. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Ancient artifacts unearthed by the nine. Yeah, I was there when they recorded this shit, man. Okay, man. I've been, feel, I've been building with uh, with MJ quite a bit, man. That's uh, by any young guy body, so we're building on the relevance of equitable timelines and separable. History is replicable. You see it in the growth from the seed to the flower and the edible. I see the earth span shift position from up high in the heavens view. It ain't even red or blue. It's more complex than I ever knew. That's why I take it chill, never tread on you. I'm only for the bills and the silence of the hills. It's a lot of wisdom in a phoenix beak or the bill. Never shriek or shrill. A beast with the peace, increase the will and you will be more still I'm from be more, turn law from lil Reports nothing, run of the mill I'm running for my brother, Armand Aubrey He was killed, I dreamed big for Brianna Taylor She was just murdering her own No justice, bro, the only killer breaking in your home They put spikes in your seat While you sitting on the throne They put ice in your teeth When he just made it warm They ignite fires If you peaceful and keep it calm Any righteous way of living that you do They will say it's wrong That's messed up
yo So keep the power within You know it's secrets to the melanin Protons charged up dark matter in our skin Every bit of success, we take it as a win I ain't see you in a minute Once you can, you always can But the cut, keep a trim Shorty bad, little slim Black and east, Lord thing Catch the eyes in a minute Right or wrong, I ain't mind If I'm lying, then I'm flying But I'm fly miles day I'm catching planes where the sky is I'm in a foreign land Demo never call me guy Jean. Just a cool ass dude, stay rhyming Shea butter for shirt supplying so much of that in this country, anyway. That the child is appreciated for what he will, 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 will be. Me and my G's moving like ninjas, we coming straight from Virginia. Give fuck about an opinion, I'm gifting these dreams. Even more vivid, I'm getting twisted. The system is fucking wicked, my skin color restriction, yeah. The plot just seem to thicken The story yet unwritten This is only the beginning Brian, I swear that we winning God, yeah, I swear that we winning Uh, yeah I'm giving hope to the hopeless They just trying to separate us Like the ocean and Moses Giving you niggas a little Doses of dopeness If you didn't know this Keep your eyes open Young and outspoken Bottle the motions, yeah the mission is never astray, your niggas tryna get paid Eyes reflect on the blade, innocent blood splatter We born the human curse, negative energies That's the gravitational force, as we soar high uh, yeah. As we soar high, niggas tryna cut wings Left and yeah, we breed kings uh, In this life I done seen things yeah. uh, People appear like mirage, they say they love you But I know that shit was all a facade Niggas can get killed for faking in the city of gods Tryna get it anyway, nigga Outlaws. Counting all my blessings, thinking that the sky just might fall I ain't nowhere near finished, nigga, hold the applause I'm above the stratosphere, uh, like astronaut Now this is what I was taught, and now I'm so deep in thought Killing beats for nutrients, I never let on my guard Find a lover, then I take a trip onto the stars You might find me on Mars, the mama want a menage, yeah Now I'm stuck in these parallels, and my mind is a citadel In the shadows, like spinning us out, and we came to just race them out uh. That a child is appreciated for what he will be.